It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast, your one-stop shop to dominate fantasy baseball and football. Come get some. And here we go. It's the Stack Attack Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Trella, and with me as always is my brother from another mother, Mr. Trader Andy. What's up, bro? What's up, my man? How's your arm feeling today? Pretty good, man. I'm loosening it up, man. <laughs> loosening it up. What, what, what did Cam Newton's little brother say, used to say in that commercial? I'm just, I'm just warming just up. Warming just up, warming up, man. Warming up. I actually feel good. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, he actually got his COVID shot today. He doesn't have Tommy John surgery or anything. So. Yeah. Number two. Number two. I'm, bra- I'm bracing <laughs> for it. So so as we go around the room and ask what you're drinking tonight, my answer is water. Uh, because <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not risking nothing, man. I know I'm going to get my ass kicked. And I, I got a uh, 10 a.m. appointment at the Ford dealer, and I don't want to miss that. I'm going going full-blown yeah. OJ, getting the white Bronco. So, Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Up up in the left corner is uh, the, the the Greek geek of, of mock drafts, man. Nick, what's up? How you doing today? What's up, bro? What's going on? I don't know. You, you, you're busy. I, uh, football's blowing up. And the, oh, busy day. Busy, bu- busy, day. busy day. We'll talk about that in 10 seconds uh, as I introduce... The newest member of the Stack Attack family, which will be helping Nick with, with all of this crazy breaking news on football all the time, is Clueless Lou Heineck, bro. What's up, man? How you doing? What's what's going on, Jeff? Still clueless here. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> Living a dream. Just trying just trying to find a clue somewhere. All right, all right. Me, <laughs> me, me and Andy are going to step out and give you guys 30 seconds to talk about today's football madness, if you like. Yeah, it, it was crazy today. I mean, Zach Wilson's pro day started at... What, what, I think it was one o'clock. I started, and as soon as he started throwing, breaking from Schefter that Miami traded back for the 49ers, and then within like a five minute span, Miami traded back up to six. So that was completely chaotic. And now we're looking at three quarterbacks going in the top three. That's I don't even know if that's ever happened. Yeah, it's going to be insane. I mean, that draft, the draft, the uh, trade that happened today was something that no one really expected. I mean, the Dolphins got a haul basically Mm -hmm. for the number three pick and then immediately just flipped it, got back up to six and they kept, you know, they got Tua still, they got all these draft picks. They're looking good, man, in the AFC East. Yeah. And you got to consider too, the 49ers probably called the jets and said, what are you doing? And they said, we're taking Zach Wilson. So go pound salt. So they went to number three. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I heard was, what I heard was that they actually offered the same package to to the jets. And they're like, no, we're good. We're good. They so, want their guy. It's like uh, Sammy's going to be seeing ghosts elsewhere. Yeah, I'll be getting myself a headband and a number one jersey. Yeah, it's uh, the draft night is going to be interesting, man, because if Darnell gets moved, you know, it's going to open up a lot of availability for this young kid to come in immediately and make a difference for the Jets. And that'll be another Jet jersey that I can retire from getting traded. Just stop, <laughs> just stop buying Jets jerseys, dude, man. Dude, Vernon Ver- ah. Goldston, Chad oh. I mean, it'll and never be as bad as the Browns when they had you know, 18 starting quarterbacks in 15 yeah. years. So I mean, <laughs> Brady Quinn, Johnny Manziel, the list goes on. All right. Well, well, everybody, man. <laughs> my take on it as a Dolphin fan is basically what went down is the draft is now one, two, three, quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. Atlanta will not be in on a wide receiver. They're likely going to be, if they're not in on quarterback, they're going to end up trading down to somebody that wants a quarterback. 
Number five, Cincinnati, if they take a skill position player, then Joe Burrow should retire because they have two amazing tackles on the board. They have to take one of them and protect them. So basically, if Miami is doing what it looks like, that it's either uh, Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, or Devonta Smith, they're going to get the same guy at six that they were going to take at three. And Chris Greer and Flo just might be the best combo of GM and coach in the league at this point. So, I'm pr- I'm- yeah, man, it was like Kevin Costner, man. It was like Washington draft. That's exactly right, what everybody was saying, bro. That's great. <laughs> All right, let's let's kick salt to the football because it's baseball season and it's actually uh, it's National Draft Weekend. So we're coming in strong on this. We got four or five more days until opening day. And today what we're going to do is give you our bold predictions. This is one of the more fun podcasts that we have each year. Well, all two years. So, you know, be a little bold, have some fun. It's okay to be negative. Uh, and, and let's kick this off with uh, the World Series. So, Lou, we'll, we'll, we'll let you bat lead off being you're the new guy. What, what is your World Series matchup this year? And who do you got taking it all? All right, so this was tough, man, because I feel like there's a lot of competition out there this year. I mean, teams are loaded up. There, there, there always are. are. There's more than crazy. 30 teams in a league, so there's always a lot of competition. <laughs> That's a fun fact. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that info. Uh, he is but, cool. Uh, <laughs> what I'm saying, man, always lo- looking for one. But, uh, yeah, so I have uh, in the AL, I have the Yankees actually making it to the ALCS, and they're actually going to be playing the Chicago White Sox. Uh, I am in love with the White Sox pitching staff this year. I mean, they got three pitchers that finished in the top seven in the Cy Young. Uh, you know, that, that injury, which I'm sure will someone will bring up, is going to hurt their lineup. But uh, I really, really like them this year. But I do have the Yankees actually beating them in the ALCS, Homer. going to the World Series. Yeah, just a little bit. But, I mean, this is, this is the year that everything is going to be put together. I mean, our pitching staff is solid. We made some good moves in the offseason. Cole is looking as good as he can. Uh, and if our hitters stay healthy, I mean, we're going to we're gonna make it far. I also have in the NL, I have the Dodgers, who, how can you argue against them, uh, playing the San Diego Padres to go to the World Series. And I have the Dodgers actually beating them in six games. And then for the first time since 1981, we're going to have the Yankees versus the Dodgers in the World Series. And the New York Yankees are going to be your 2021 World Series champions. Homer! Not not only Homer, he went full blown chalk. So yeah. so looking at World Series odds on the DraftKings Sportsbook, the Dodgers are plus three fifty to win, the Yankees are plus five fifty, the Padres are plus eight hundred, and the White Sox are plus eight fifty. So way way to jump out on a limb there, Lou. Thanks. <laughs> hey, at least he took the Yankees over to Dodgers, so it's not full chalk, right? All right. I mean, I'll go. I'll go with the Rangers versus the Mets if you'd like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you won't be invited back to the next podcast in that circumstance. <laughs> All right, Nick. Nick, let's let's hear you, man. What do you got? Uh, you guys are gonna laugh at me. Same thing. I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna go the Homer route. Um, I think it's. I, I agree with Lou. I think it's gonna be Yankees and White Sox. I mean, they, that White Sox rotation is nuts, and it's not one you want to see in a postseason. I see the Yankees finally getting over that Houston Tampa hurdle and getting to the World Series. I see them winning in six. NL. I like the Padres. I don't think they're going to be able to get over that hump this year. I got to go Dodgers also. Yankees in six. We're, we're taking the homer route this year. This is the year they come together. Andy, give me something different, bro. 
Yeah, well, I'm not going to go deep into there and everything. Uh, uh, my Mets will make the uh, playoffs, but we're not going to go anywhere with that. But it's going to be uh, Dodgers and the White Sox in the uh, World Series, and the White Sox are going to be victorious. So you're taking the White Sox to win? Yep. Okay. I, I, I'm taking the White Sox also, and – the reason that I'm doing that is just because of everything I'm gonna I'm gonna mention about 15 White Sox coming up. Like the team's just stacked. It's beautiful. Uh, did like, you read my notes? No, I didn't read your notes. But like yeah. you know, we're kind of on the same page. We talk every day. Yeah. So I, yeah. I'm going White Sox versus Dodgers, and I don't really care who wins because it's not the Phillies. So whatever. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm definitely thinking about taking some of my money out of Dogecoin and putting it into the White Sox because that's juicy, man. That's that's real juicy. Let me let me. I I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up while you guys are talking uh, through the next one and see what they're yeah. what they're. Did the for. odds go down with the uh, injury? I didn't look at it until yesterday, so I don't really know. Uh, and speaking of your Mets, Andy, um, your owner went to Twitter today to ask the fans how much they should offer Lindor. Just give him a blank check. Make it happen. Yeah. Here we here we go. <laughs> all right, all right. So AL only. This is. To make the World Series, doesn't matter if they win. The Yankees are plus two thirty, and the White Sox are plus three eighty. So I like I like that almost four to one on the White Sox. I think that's a good investment. I I could I could throw five bucks on that. Yeah, that's money well spent. Yep. All right, all right. Let's 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 go a little bit, little more that could help you for fantasy here, Lou. Let's kick it off. Let's talk um, some hitters. Any bold predictions on your end? for hitters uh yeah i actually i had this already in place before the injury to eloy jimenez but i believe andrew vaughn is going to finish as a top five fantasy first baseman this year uh right away he's going to be in the lineup every day with this injury you know he's now going to be able to play in left field so he's probably gonna have dual eligibility somewhere in the middle of the season uh all this kid does is mash i mean I know, Jeff, you're a big part of the eye test, and he's a pure hitter, crushed 50 home runs in college, hit around 375, and he's going to be playing every day. So my bold prediction for a hitter is Andrew Vaughn finishes top five first baseman. I, I, I can't disagree with you on that one, bro. Um, mm. What you just said with the eye test, I had actually tweeted this out about a month ago. He looks exactly like Mike Trout. Like, their swing is identical. His physical makeup is identical. Like, there's just so much athleticism and ability there. It's it's ridiculous. So, I'm on board with what you're saying, and I'm going to talk about him in the uh, in the next segment as well. Nick, what do you got for me? Um, somebody I really like this year, and I know a couple of you guys are high on him, Matt Chapman. Okay. I think Matt Chapman takes off this year. He's, he's healthy, and I think he hits 40 home runs. Wow. He's in a good lineup. Oh, wow. I, think, I think he takes off this year. I mean, he might be a little bit of an average strain. He had 10 home runs last year, so I think uh, I think this year he cracks 40. Didn't you trade yeah, him? That was legit. You traded him to Andy like 10 days ago, I bro. I did. And I did. Thank you. Thank that, you. that was before the research? Yeah, before. <laughs> I, I've always liked Matt Chapman, though. <laughs> All right, Andy, what do you got for me? All right, well, minus the news that came out today because I'm not really worried about uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. He's going to win Comeback Player of the Year. He's, he's not a hitter, fight. bro. Comeback Player of the Year. 
We said hit. We're doing hitters. Oh, we're doing hitters. We're, we're talking hitters. hitters I'm here. so excited about E Rod, man. I'm so excited about E Rod, man. If you would have said Eduardo Rodriguez is going to be Shohei Otani this year, then you would have been in category. All right. Just finish your thought. Finish your thought, and we'll come back to you on the hitter. All right. Sounds good. E Rod is going to go. Uh, 14 to 16 wins. He's going to be leading the Red Sox uh, in all categories, and he's back. He uh, was hurt last year. He had issues. He had heart issues. He had COVID issues, and he's back. He's healthy once that dead arm goes away, and he'll be fine. So that's my guy this year. All right, so you could lead off with uh, bold predictions, pitchers, once we get to it, but mine first, and you guys all know what I'm going to say. Nick Madrigal is going to win the batting championship as a rookie. It's <laughs> it's a given. He's going to win the batting title in the American League. The the guy has struck out an average of fourteen times a year over over several thousand at bats going back to his JUCO days over six years. He averages through college and all of his pro at bats four point seven strikeouts per plate appearance, which is. Exactly the same as Tony Gwynn, okay? The guy has elite bat control, the best in the league. The best, he he is the best bat-to-ball ball player in MLB, and he's fast, which helps with the base hits. So he batted 340 as a rookie last year in a short sample. He's going to bat in, a, in, a, in the, the mid-threes, win the batting title in the American League, okay? All right, so that's bold. That's bold. So I don't think it is. How much money? No, no. So tell me how much money you have on him to win rookie of the year because he's plus 3,000 on DraftKings. Yeah, I know. I was going to talk about Huge. that in a little bit. It's like 20 person down. Like, But I mean, if he's going to hit like 360, 370 and steal all these bases, you're talking like an Ichiro type season in his rookie year. So is he going to win MVP as well? No, 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 because he doesn't uh-huh. hit home runs, man. Yeah. Like that's that's the holdup. His fantasy value is that he's going to steal 25-plus bases, he's going to bat 300-plus, he's going to go 80 to 100 runs, depending on lineup position, and that's all he gives you. The RBIs will be in the 30s or the 40s. The home runs, he he may be, you know, he may top out of five at this point. I'm just hoping, and the body type is the same, that eventually we're going to see a Jose Altuve-type progression, and he'll fill out and, you know, get to be a 15 to 20 home run annual type player, at which point then he could be a potential MVP candidate with that. High so Jeff, average. let me, let me ask you a question. How many years until Nick Magical is a first round draft pick for you? For me or in for just for you personally, uh, basically never because I own him in every freaking <laughs> league. So I, I haven't, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, you can't draft somebody in the first round. That's only three categories. You just don't do it unless it's a, you know, a, a massive home run hitter. But even that, they're, they're going to get you 75 well, to 80 I mean, runs. if he gets the Altuve potential, man, he, that, that's what Altuve is. So, But that, that's was. what I'm saying is it might be five, six years before his body fills out and, and he develops some power because he doesn't have it right now. And obviously, as you know, with great power comes lack of batting average. So... Oh, I thought you were going to say with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, I was going to go a little Spider-Man there, but I pulled, I pulled <laughs> off on it. it. No, I, I started saying it and I stopped myself. So, so, so tell me this. I'm going to be bold on this, just like you were a couple of years back. Nick Madrigal will never hit 15 home runs. He never will. You can put it on the podcast okay. right now and tell, you know, you know why? Because I'm just saying. And, and, I could, and I could be wrong too, because Jeff said that 15, 10 years ago with Francisco Lindor. 
he said the exact same thing, and the guy filled out and actually did it. So yeah, no kidding, bro. Yeah, yeah, that was ridiculous. And now, now he's a now he's a thirty <laughs> yeah. plus home run right on the regular. Yeah. Is the most home runs of any shortstop in the in the since two thousand fifteen. Right. About to get a blank check. I, I, I can't I, wait to see him bid on on Sunday. I'll be I'll be oh, honest geez. with you, man. I don't think Madrigal is much of a different prospect than Lindor was at the time. I mean, he may not have get the fanfare that Lindor was. He was a top five overall baseball America, whatever prospect. Yeah. But Madrigal is just the same thing, man. A defensive wizard could play both middle infield positions, tons of speed, back control, lot, lots to offer, man. Yeah. But I mean, if I keep talking about him, we're going to have to get a restraining order and rename the podcast and all that. So uh, let's move on. This will be a three hour podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to avoid that. <laughs> Um, and I actually have an article coming out on Fantasy Six Pack about why you should draft Nick Madrigal in a week. So, <laughs> um, everybody check that out. <laughs> All right, Andy, let's let's hear now your hitting bold prediction. All right, All right I, I'm going to go with the same type of uh, situation. We're going to do comeback player of the year, Trey Mancini for the Orioles, coming back healthy. Uh, Feel good story. Everyone's going to be rooting for him. I think he's going to hit 30 home runs. He's going to bat 270, 280. And he's just going to mash in that little ballpark. And it's just great to see him back and hitting. And I got to get a couple shares. Okay. Uh, Leadoff hitter, Lou, what do we got? You're going with a pitching prediction here. So this year, Corbin Burns is not only going to be a top 10 fantasy starting pitcher, he's going to finish in the top three in the Cy Young voting. Okay. Okay. Take away 2019, which was a disaster. He had an 881 ERA and crazy whip. I mean, he's averaging 235 ERA, 10.8 Ks per nine over the two other seasons. His spring training this year is out of this world. Low ERA, 17 to 4K to walk ratio. Uh, the Brewers are poised to win the NL Central. And I think Corbin Burns is going to lead that charge and is going to finish very, very high for everybody's fantasy teams. I'm I'm trying to pull up Corbin Burns, Cy Young odds. He's not up there. He, I couldn't find. Oh, him. I just found. I see Tristan well, he McKenzie. Fin- I just, he finished sixth last year. Okay, yeah. so he's at plus four thousand. So it's forty to one. Wow. So your fifty bucks will pay you two thousand dollars. Wow, not bad. It might be a hundred. Not, not bad, Lou. All right, Nick, what do you got for me? Um, I know our our boy Mika is going to love this one. I like Dylan Cease this year. I don't think he's going to be a drastic breakout, but I think he's going to be pretty solid. He, um, I think he's going to settle in the high three ERA range, possibly 150 strikeouts, 10 to 15 win range with that lineup. So Ooh. I'm in on him very late this year. Right. Who's this? Dylan Cease. Oh, okay. Right. DCs. Yeah. <laughs> no, he is not. Don't say nasty things like that. That's going to be a headline if he's hitting 180 in April. Yeah. All right. All right. This this one's going to bite me in the ass in a couple of days and piss a couple people off that that are across the room. Here we go. Ready? Mark Melanson is going to lead the major leagues in saves. He may not even be the closer. Wow. He may not even Ooh. be named the closer right now. But <laughs> basically, this team just spent all all the way up. Oh, look! Everybody's stretching. Oh, we got our home league this weekend. So I think I think we've all talked about about Melancone so much that that it's it's a <laughs> it's a moot point. But I mean, th- this guy is sixth among active st- active pitchers in career saves. 
he has four seasons of 20 or more, led the, led the National League in saves one year, had 47 one year, 51 another, and he's never had a, a, a 9K per 9 average ever in his career. So he's not your traditional sexy strikeout pitcher, but he just has a, a, a notch for the role. I know that's something that Andy likes. And, you know, he comes in with a career 285 ERA, 113 whip. Even if he doesn't get the closer's job, he's going to be great for your fantasy team. But if he does nail down the role with Drew Pomerantz have, having a left forearm injury, uh, there's a good chance he runs away with it and you could be looking at 40-plus saves. Or I could be wrong and he could get five or six. So go with that with what you want. <laughs> All right. So that that's it. That's that's our bold predictions for that. Let's walk through some of the uh, some of the awards and and we started talking about that a little tiny bit. Lou, you you're real high on Andrew Vaughn. You talked about him becoming a top five fantasy first baseman this year. Is he your rookie of the year pick for the American League? It was tough. It was very tough. But I have him second to uh, Randy Aru's arena. I mean, there's nothing we can say about Andrew Vaughn because we haven't seen him in the majors yet. But we saw what Randy did last year. I mean, he smashed 10 home runs, led the race to the World Series, won the ALCS MVP. I mean, from what I heard, he sold his life movie rights over. I mean, they're going to be making a movie about this guy. <laughs> so the best way to end that movie is to get him the Rookie of the Year. Uh, and I think that's what's going to happen then. Isn't that the start of a movie? He won the Rookie of the Year, and then the career happens? No, no, man. He's <laughs> he's not from this country, so I assume it's going to be a long journey to get here. I, and then he wins the Rookie of the Year after he won the ALCS. <laughs> this sounds like a terrible movie, but I'm sure it's better than Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> of course. Oh, my God. Nick's greatest movie ever. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Follow and Mimi for more movies. <laughs> Boom. Boom. All right. So Lou went chalk. Nick, what do you got for me? So I love Andrew Vaughn. I thought Lou was going to pick him. So I picked somebody different. I think Vaughn's going to be top two, but I'm going to go bold. We're being bold today. Bobby Dahlback, 40 home runs this year. Wow. Put it in the books. All right. Bobby Dahlback is batting, two, batting 210, but hitting 40 home runs. Yeah. I, 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 the Adam Dunn of our generation. <laughs> Wait, wait, God, wait a minute. Pete Alonso did not win the Rookie of the Year, right? Yes, he did. No, he did. He did. He did? Yep. He broke Judge's yeah. home run record. Yeah. yeah. And he did yeah, He did win the award? He, okay. Yep. So, yeah. I don't think he but, but he actually, anybody else. He, I mean, he, he actually batted like like 290 or something that year. So, all right. He had a high batting average. Last year, it, it tanked. All right. We're being bold. Vaughn is, I think, the sexy pick, but I'm going to go Dahlbeck to be different. All right. If if you want to put a if you want to put a a five dollar bill on Bobby Dahlbeck, you'll get back seventy five dollars. He's plus fifteen hundred. So he's at, yeah, he's actually the two four six. He's the seventh seventh highest odds in the American League. A Rosarena a Rosarena's at plus three fifty. He's the chalk. Andy, what do you got for me? Uh, this is actually, you know, I had to think about this long and hard. Obviously, I'm uh, <laughs> team. That's what she said. Team uh, White Sox this year, so I'm going to go with Andrew Vaughn, despite you know the the pain of Jared Kelnick lurking in uh, <laughs> the outfield in May. 
could be in the outfield for the Mets. The Mets could use a center fielder. I mean, it's perfect. But uh, we're going to go back to Andrew Vaughn here. Uh, he's going to be in there day one. He's just going to mash. And uh, he's going to hit 25 to 30 home runs, bat 280. And he's going to be lead, helping his team move to uh, the playoffs. Yeah, I'm I'm going to stick with with Lou and, and Trader Andy on this one. I I'm going with Andrew Vaughn as well. Um, I like the odds. The way I look at all these awards, I I I kind of look at the Vegas odds first because I don't want to I don't want to necessarily say like ah, I think this. I'm I'm looking for value of, of the bet. Um, Andrew Vaughn at plus twelve fifty is something that I would like to do. That's your five dollars to give you. Uh, what is that sixty two fifty? That's that's pretty damn good. Um, Yo, Lou took a uh, Arizona iced tea. Yes, that's correct. It was uh, Nick. Oh, it was Nick picked Vaughn. No, Nick took no, Dahlbeck. I took Dahlbeck. I was so Dahlbeck nobody took Andrew Vaughn. Vaughn? Oh, it was just me and Andy. I oh, just okay. did. I did. Oh, he took Dahlbeck. I'm not even paying attention to my own podcast. Yeah. Look, look at this. So nobody took Kellenic. Kellenic is plus six fifty. Oh, God. not not bad. Yeah, he's that- the se- he's the second favorite. <sighs> A couple of Robbie Cano. What do you know? Yeah, that trade is going to go down as one of the worst in history. And, and the moving on, guys, moving on. The, the other, the, <laughs> <laughs> the other actionable player, I would say, uh, I'm not ready to jump on that bandwagon, but a lot of people are. Is Bobby Witt Jr. is plus twenty five hundred. So your five bucks will pay you back one hundred twenty five. So that's not a bad bet. All right, let's move to the National League and kick it off with leadoff hitter Lou. What's up, bro? So this year I got Ian Anderson winning the NL Rookie of the Year. Uh, injuries gave him an opportunity last year. He had a 195 ERA, 11.4 K per nine in six starts. Uh, I think he's going to get Cy Young votes this year. The dude's always composed, never gets riled, just pitches uh, in all situations. And this spring he's been 18 to 3 K to walk ratio. I mean... That's my pick for Rookie of the Year in the NL is Ian Anderson of the Braves. Awesome. I like it. Good good choice. Nick, what do you got? I'm going to pick the same Ian Anderson. <laughs> I was going to nice. pick Dylan Carlson, but I think what Ian Anderson did last year was phenomenal, and I think he's going to continue it this year. He's on a good you, team. Trade me Carlson, too. Games, good strikeouts, good ERA, good ratios. I think it's a no-brainer for him. Okay. So he's plus 750 to win the award, so your $5 will pay you back 3750 He's the fourth overall, second pitcher. Um, I'm surprised mm. neither of you took Sixto Sanchez, being you wanted to go pitching. Uh, there might be a little more win opportunity on Ian Anderson. I guess that's what you're thinking as well, too. So, Andy, what do you what are you thinking these days? Well, I I figured uh, I'm looking at the odds now, and I'm a little shocked. But I, I thought Carlson was going to be one of the the favorites, the top guy, and I was like, oh, I'm going to take this guy and be different. And uh, he's actually the the worst odds. I'm uh keep Brian Hayes. That's my guy. You didn't think that, uh, that you didn't think Brian Hayes was the chalk? I I thought Carlson was a little no. better. I thought um Yeah, Cabrian is uh a lot of people's picks this yeah. year. So that that's the guy. He's he's uh the best hitter uh as a, a rookie in the National League this year. Uh, he provides uh double digit speed and uh home runs and he plays a great Defense. He's gonna definitely bring home the award. That that's that's exactly why I went with Hayes as well. I'm, I don't usually go with the chalk, but he, here's the difference between him and Carlson. There's a huge avenue for Carlson to lose his lose his job. If he goes into a slump, it's a winning team. They're gonna replace him, right? Cabrian Hayes brings everything to the table. Not nothing great. Uh, the defense is great, 
But there's a reason for him to be in the lineup every single day because they're not going to win a goddamn game, and <laughs> there's no reason to take him out of the out of the game. So he's going to get 600 at bats. He's going to be batting second or third, have all the RBI opportunities that the team has completely. He can run defense. Batting average will be up over 280. There's a little bit of everything. It just puts a nice solid line across. And at plus 350, I, I think it's pretty easy money. I, I don't see too many too many avenues outside of an injury that this guy doesn't win the award, in my opinion. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Speaking of rookies, Kalanick just got sent down. Yeah, that that was pretty much that was pretty much a given, and he filed the he, oh, 100%. He, he filed the grievance against Seattle for for um, service time manipulation as well. But I don't know. Well, I I mean I I don't understand it. Like, how is there a grievance if it's in the rules and they're they're playing by the rules that the players agreed to? They're just not happy with it. Yeah, but there's no grievance there. Like the the owner did nothing wrong. He says I'm going to yeah. send them down because he won't sign a long term contract. So that I could have him on the team longer, the fans should yep. say thank you. I digress. All right, let, <laughs> let let's move over to the pitching side of things, and let's talk about the AL Cy Young with Lou leading off. All right, so the AL Cy Young Award winner this year is going to be Lucas Giolito. What? Yes. So you, they're going to say Cole, bro, you homer. Really? No, no. It's going nice. to be Giolito, man. This nice. guy, you know, he was one of the biggest prospects we had seen five years ago and kind of just cracked the bet over in Washington. And the best thing that ever happened to him was getting traded to the White Sox because he's put it together over the last two seasons. I think this is the year he launches himself as possibly the best pitcher in the American League. And I'm excited to just watch what this team can do. And he's going to be leading the charge, man. So, Lucas Giolito, AL Cy Young winner. Andy clapped. Are yeah. you in agreeing? Yeah. agreement? Yeah, then? that's my guy right there. That's my guy. I'm Team White Sox. Giolito's, I've been on Giolito for years. You know, we had many arguments over him in the past couple of years, and he's definitely uh, progressed and uh, proved people wrong. But that's my guy. I'm, I'm with the loop. All right. I got him in, uh, in our home league, so I'm very, very excited to watch him this year. All right, well, Nick, Nick, I'm going to interject my pick because it's related to that um, before I go to you. Uh, I, Lucas Giolito does not exist in my world. He's dead. Um, I've, cro- I've crossed him <laughs> off a very, very long time ago. Uh, I'll tell you the one thing. Like I, said, like I said with the rookies, I look at this. Now, mind you, before I even say that, who gave you guys the AL and NL Cy Young last year right here on this podcast? It was this guy. Shane Bieber and Trevor Bauer, I give them both to you. And you guys said, oh, I didn't know we were doing it by odds. I'm like, I'm right. And that's what it came down to. (laughs) Okay? So, Giolito is plus 450. I think you guys got the right team but the wrong pitcher. And I'm going with Lance Lynn. And the reason for that is because this is going to be a year of attrition. With every pitcher in baseball pitching their lowest career innings last year there's going to be injuries left right and center so i'm going to take the one guy who's on a winning team that has been a horse his whole career never gets hurt and just goes out there every fifth day pitches six innings gives up two two runs strikes out six to seven batters and is going to win 15 to 18 games so i'm going to take lance lynn at four times the odds of lucas giolito to be the ace of the team and it's just because i refuse to really mention Lucas Giolito ever again and I don't I don't do chalk 
All right, Nick, what do you got to say? All right. I, I well, like I mean, the, the Homer correct answer is Garrett Cole, but I'm not going to pick Garrett Cole. I'm going to pick Kenta Maeda. Oh. I, th- I think he's going to crush it in Minnesota once again. You look at his stats last year alone, I mean, 270 RA, 80 strikeouts. I think he went, could win 20 games this year. Um, I think he's going to be a solid pick right there. All right. I, I, here, here's a question. Here's a question. When was the last time he pitched 30 starts in a year? Never. 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 But there's always, there's always a chance for Never. a first time. But, but there's a reason for that, and that's mm. because the Dodgers every single yeah. year gave him a stint of over a month where he was in the bullpen, and that's yeah. just how they used him. Last, oh. last year, he did not pitch in relief. He was a straight starter for the Twins, and he finished second in the, in the Cy Young vote. Well, the, the way I see with that is, and this goes with a couple guys, and people have to look at, he pitched in the worst division in baseball and pitched against the same schmucks all year long. And some guys are going to be affected by that. You know, I thought, you know, Bauer did the same yeah, thing. That's he the, beat up that, on bad teams. Right. But he, he's going to do fine. But I just think that Maeda might hit a couple of bumps this year. Cool. I'm, I, I like it. I think it's a good pick. And at twenty to one, uh, you could turn your five dollar bill into a hundred dollar bill. Not bad. All right, let's move over to the National League. Kick it off, Lou. What do you got to say? I mean, there's no one you can really pick other than Jacob Degrom, in my opinion. I mean, he's the best pitcher in baseball. He was denied his third straight Cy Young last year, which I understand, but I still think uh, he should have won it. Uh, lineup's better. It's going to be more competitive this year. He led the NL in strikeouts the last two years. I mean, what else can you say? I mean, Jacob DeGrom is the best pitcher in baseball, and until I see otherwise, he's my pick for Cy Young every year. Now, I'm going to stick with Lou here again. Same exact thing. The only thing I'll just add into it is that the Mets actually upgrade their bullpen, which can actually secure a couple more wins for DeGrom, which was a, a thorn in the side for him because they blew so many wins for him last year. And, you know, the the improved offense – He's going to get some more, some more. Uh, he got horrible run support his entire career with the Mets, so it's going to be, it's going to be exciting. So he had thirty straight starts with three runs or fewer, and you yeah. think he won like ten games in that thirty-game stretch? It's horrible. But but he does have a difficult time staying healthy, and you know that that's my biggest concern with him. Yeah, injury risk is definitely something to watch. Yep, Nick, what do you got to say about the National League? I mean, I was going to pick Jacob DeGrom, but I'll go different. But with DeGrom, I mean, the run support's going to be a hell of, hopefully a lot better this year. Um, better team overall. Maybe he actually cracks 10 to 15 wins. It's so frustrating to own him in a points league because every time he pitches a eight-ending game, gives up a run, he loses. So it's frustrating that end. But uh, I'm going to go you, Darvish. I think you is going to be a very nice sleeper for uh, the NL Cy Young this year. You look at his stats last year, he crushed it. I think he well exceeds 200 strikeouts. And... Uh, Sub three ERA. All right, Darvish is looking at plus twelve hundred for the odds. He's the f- better, better park too. It's nice. Where's uh, where's Blake Snell at on the odds? That slap dick is the same as you, Darvish, at plus twelve hundred. <laughs> He's busy playing Fortnite. <laughs> all right, all right. My prediction, and and this isn't a homerism. I'm sorry. It's not. That's not. Oh, that's not on. why I'm doing this. Okay. Oh, here it comes. No, it's not why I'm doing this at all. Here's here's my reason why I'm taking Aaron Nola because number one, (laughs) New Orleans, Louisiana. No, no, number one, I'm not going chalk and taking Degrom. I don't. I just don't go chalk. I made my one chalk pick was Cabrian Hayes last year. My one chalk pick was Mike Trout. I'm not going chalk across the board. Okay. Uh, Bauer, Bueller, Kershaw. I can't even tell which one's the best player pitcher on the team. 
Bauer may lose something here with this whole spin rate gate that's going on and everything like that. So I'm just staying out of that. Scherzer's too old. Uh, I just, you know, he doesn't keep the ERA down anymore. He's just a strikeout pitcher at this point. I really wanted to look for somebody that is going to be a young pitcher that has a chance on a good team to make a big step forward. And Nola just fits that description better than anybody else. Jack Flaherty might be another option there. Um, but ultimately, I, I also wanted to consider Luis Castillo, who has, has the stuff to do it. But I don't like what's going on with this infield right now. And I think Cincinnati might suck a little bit. So I think the win total on Nola kind of is going to give me the opportunity to pick him. And he also is plus 1,200 with Darvish and Snell. So basically, Vegas thinks that they're all on the same page. I think Snell's going to have a good season also. Yep. I, I like Aaron Nola this year. I, I agree with Jeff. I just, I don't think we, I can't argue Jacob DeGrom and against him at all. <laughs> yep. All right. Now, now let's go up to the big sticks before we wrap this up, okay? Uh, let's start in the American League with the MVP, Lou. What do you got to say? All right. So I think this is where I'm going to get the most pushback. Uh <laughs> The MVP of the American League this year is going to be Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Jesus Christ. He is the best prospect we have ever seen. All right. (laughs) The dude's lost 42 pounds. Oh, here goes Jeff. Here goes Jeff. All right. Uh... I I am infatuated with his exit velocity. I mean, he just pounds the ball 111, 112 miles per hour. Uh, He could hit 60 home runs this year. Oh, my goodness. He doesn't have an 80 hit tool. You know that, right? I don't. I understand the yeah. metrics, yeah. but I again, it's the eye oh. test. I mean, I think he's put it all together so far this spring. He's hitting five hundred. I understand his spring training, but this is a big step for him. This sucks because I actually had. I hate to. I keep on jumping in after Lou. Sorry, Nick, but uh, That's cool. I, just, I was I actually like, I, I was actually looking at the thing. I was like, you know what? I was like, I actually think that. Mike Trout was going to win the MVP and he's going to lead them to the playoffs this year and be in the playoffs for the first time in forever. I thought that was going to be something bold to say, but then I was like, you know what? I was like, Trout's like just a clear cut favorite. So I was like, I'm just going to go with Vladimir because he's, you know. Oh, he, wow. You're, you're going Vlad too. Yes. Yes. I, I decided I was going to go with Vlad. I, I feel that he's, he's going to battle over 300. He's, he uh, improved his launch angle this year because he was hitting everything. Exit velocity was over 100, but it was going into the ground. So he's improved his launch angle. And I feel that he's going to have a huge year, especially losing the weight and being all jacked up and everything. But he is definitely not the best prospect I've ever seen. All right. There's, there was a lot of holes in his game, and he was a little pork chop. And, you know, he's definitely improved himself. Hey, listen, that's, that's fair. But I appreciate the fact that me and Trader Andy are like sympathetic bro. Tonight, we're just picking the same things. Yeah, I feel like you're reading my notes, man. Can you see that? No, I I, I, I think if this happens, I'm going to walk from Dunedin to Toronto. So, (laughs) (laughs) Nick, Nick, give me something I like more than that. Well, I I think Vlad actually finishes top three in the MVP boat. I think he's having a hot spring, and I think the weight loss is going to help Vlad. All right. Um, My dark horse is Matt Chapman, but I'm going to pick Aaron Judge. No, don't do it. I'm doing it. I, think I did cross him off. Yeah, screwed him. If, if he stays healthy, that's a 40-50 oh, home run bat. God, he hit one in the parking lot yesterday. So oh. he's going to get hurt the first game naturally. Lou, that was my pick last year. Oh, man. <laughs> well, so you're to blame. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but 
Andy, your breakdown and your reasoning why was my wife said so <laughs> like last year. My with, wife with, said with Judge. so. <laughs> I didn't say that. I think I he think just got to stay healthy. That's you know, if he stays healthy, yeah. he's a top. He's a top guy right there, and he's got to get paid soon. I mean, if so any of the Yankees can stay healthy, healthy, you know, Stanton could be in the MVP vote if he stays healthy. Yeah, it's never happening. Right. No, I know. But. <laughs> I'd rather play Jason Dominguez right now over him. <laughs> All right, so Aaron Judge is actually number three. Oh, tied for second. Wow, look at that. He's yeah. up there. So, up there, so here, here's the Vegas odds, right? Mike Trout is plus 225. Usually he's actually minus money. Bregman and Aaron Judge and Jose Ramirez are plus 1,200. Number five is Matt Chapman at plus 1,500. Boom. You traded him. Happened. I know I did. Thank, thank you. Okay. Uh, and and then after Abreu and and uh, Timmy Anderson is Vlad Guerrero at plus twenty five hundred. All right, my pick. I wanted to go with Shohei Otani because I really truly think he's going to be the MVP of the American League, but I don't think he'll get the award because he's on Mike Trout's team. So there's a little bit of a conflict of interest with the voting there. So I don't think that that's going to happen. I just think that with Otani batting at the top of the order and what he brings on the mound, he's going to be the most valuable player in the league. But for the award, I'm going a little bit off the reservation. So chicks dig the long ball, right? This guy could definitely lead the American League in home runs. There's no question about that. And he brings a potential 300 batting average to it. So at 40 to 1, and it's only 40 to 1 because he doesn't play any defense, I'm going to take Jordan Alvarez. My $5, Oof. my $5 goes for 200 bucks, bro. Ooh. That's my that's my guy this year. I'm I'm invested in him. We have him in our AL only keeper league. I just took him in the uh in the, in that home league that I joined with Andy Spiteri, the auction league. I'm all in this year, man. It's time to bring it. And and I, I really think that they moved on from the trash cans and they bought earbuds now. So they they improved their technology and they're all going to know what's coming and I'm going to win that one right there, okay? He's going from rookie of the year to MVP. I like it. Yep. All right. Last award of the night. Let's, let's, uh, let's give out the NL MVP. Lou, who do you got for me? I have Ronald Acuna Jr., I'm going junior, junior with both MVPs. Uh, this guy is a 40-40 threat. I mean, he just finished three stolen bases short last year, a 40-40. Uh, people, age 23 season, uh, that won the MVP. You got Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, Frank Thomas, Cody Bellinger recently. Uh, and I think this is going to be the first time since, I think, uh Actually, your team, Jeff, Ryan Howard and Jimmy Rollins, where uh, teammates are going to go back-to-back with the MVP, with Freddie Freeman winning last year. All right. I can't disagree with that. Uh, Mr. Acuna is plus 800. There's so many top-end players in the National League, so you get really good odds on the favorites here, too. So Yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of people that could be MVP this year in the NL. Right. A few pitchers, too. Yep. Nick, what do you got? I'm agreeing with Lou. I'm picking Acuna. My dark horse is Machado, but I'm picking Acuna. 40-40 is very, very tempting. And I think he could do it this year if he, if he stays healthy. Uh, I know he had a rough start last year, but I think that's behind him. I think he's going to be very good this year. 40-40, big time. 
Alfonso Soriano missed it years and years ago. Now we're going to see it this year. Yep. He just missed it like three or four times, Soriano, man. He, it was hard. People forget how amazing he really was at one yeah. point. That 40 40 was realistic. All right, Andy, what do you got for me? I'm going to. I, I definitely like the Acuna pick, but I'm going to roll. I was choosing between two guys, and uh, my uh, guy I'm going to go with is Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, he's going to be a dominant force. He's a top five pick now. He's going to fly up the radar. He's going to. He's he could definitely go 40-40 as well, and he's a superstar in the making. But the guy I almost chose was Corey Seager. I, I thought that he was a nice. Uh, Dark horse sleeper, a dark horse sleeper in a contract year. I, you know, he's finally healthy. I think that he could have some shares there, but I'm going to roll with Tatis. All right, mine's a little chalky, but it's not really. I, 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 I see where Lou and Nick are going with Acuna. I just don't think that MVP voters really care about stolen bases. I think that's more of a fantasy focus. So I'm going to go with the other guy. And I'm going to take Juan Soto just because I think that he's going to he's going to match Acuna on all the counting stats except for the stolen bases, but he'll hit for a higher batting average and definitely a higher on base percentage, and that's that's the differentiation piece for me. Uh, Soto is actually plus seven fifty, which is tied for Mookie Betts as the highest on there. Andy, your guy Tatis is plus eight fifty. So there's five guys that are between mm-hmm. plus 750 and plus 850. So it's basically saying any one of these five guys can take this award down with the with the fifth one being uh, Bellinger. All right. So, so many people that can win it this year. Yep, and it'd probably be none of those five. That, 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 <laughs> that's, that's the way it'll end up going. All right. All right, guys. You got anything else you want to add? Any any anything on your chest that you just want to say? So yeah, if we just got- so if it happens, you you said it on the podcast. What's that, Nick? I was just gonna say we got some breaking WrestleMania news. It's now a triple threat match for the main event. Oh boy, I didn't hear Trevor screaming on the other yeah, side of the glass over right here. now. Okay, Daniel Bryan has just been added to the match. <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited to see fans back. You know, at these shows. So baseball, wrestling, whatever it may be, just to see people again enjoying you know all the things we love is just it's a good time man uh, last thing i gotta say is uh obviously with the the uh national draft weekend don't overpay for catchers don't overpay for closers and get erod because he's gonna be a star dollar catchers all right anything else guys we we, we, re- we ready to roll on out of here nick you're working on anything right now mock drafts this week or you're done Nope, I'm done. I got three drafts this weekend, one AL only, eight-teamer tomorrow. It's a 30-man roster, so it's going to be interesting. And then our draft Sunday. Nice, nice. All right, guys, let's get the hell out of here. Lou is on Twitter. He's at Tommy Chong Surge. He's up to, what, seven, eight followers? (laughs) Guys, you you got to Moving fast, moving fast. Well, Well, you're up infinite amount of followers this week, so... That's not that's not yeah. bad. If I could just keep that going, I should be up to 16 or 17 by next podcast. So nice. It's gonna be exciting. Nice. Guys, not being funny or anything, but Lou is one of the, the most brilliant football minds I know. So you're gonna want to get on board with this. We're gonna start doing football content within the next w- week or two, uh, especially after all the French that happened here today. But we're gonna get some football out there with, with uh Nick taking the lead and Lou at his side. 
within the next couple of weeks, and that'll that'll be pushing through 52 weeks a year from the minute that we start. Andy and I are going to be trying to focus a little bit more on baseball and not be so scattered, which is a DFS. difficult thing. Yeah, the DFS, the DFS content, we're not exactly sure what the medium is going to be, but we'll be popping that out for you on the reg uh, this year for you, okay? At and Mimi, the most boring name on Twitter, uh, but he's... They don't call him the Greek god of, uh, or not Greek god, the Greek geek of Matra for nothing. Greek geek of Matra. <laughs> check, right. check him out. At AMAC22NJ is always available for you for your retweets. And I'm at JTrella20. Guys, thanks for listening right this time. Trevor, take us out. Appreciate all you do, man. Thank you. Peace, guys. Come on, give me a break. I just need some